The Secrets of Stargate is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. The Secrets of Stargate, Episode 79. Janet West, Jackson has identified the seventh symbol. All right, here we go. We are about to try to make a connection. All we gotta do is bust out of here, commandeer the ship, and fly on home. Indeed. Say that a lot. I know that this could be dangerous. But this is our job, right? It's what we signed on to do. It was never about going home. It's about getting us to where we're going. Hello and welcome to The Secrets of Stargate, where we talk about hidden meanings and deeper layers found in the Stargates movies and series, including SG-1 Atlantis Universe and more. I'm Father Corey Stika. With me today are Lisa Jones and Victor Lambs. Howdy, Lisa. Hey, Father Corey. And howdy, Victor. Hey, Father Corey. Before we begin, I'd like to invite you to join our Discord server. We're having a lot of fun. We can discuss this show and many of our other uh, StarQuest shows. You can find that at sqpn.com slash Discord. Today we are discussing Chain Reaction, the 15th episode from the fourth season of Stargate SG-1. Following yet another mission where SG-1 returns under fire, General Hammond abruptly resigns as commander of the SGC. His replacement, Major General Henry Bauer, immediately makes changes to SG-1, including tasking Major Carter to research and build a Naquita-fused bomb and putting Colonel uh, O'Neill on vacation for insubordination. Now, Colonel O'Neill, instead of going fishing, finds out that General Hammond was encouraged by NID to retire, which leads Jack to spring Mayborn from jail. Mayborn is able to use the very 1990s internet to find information against Senator Kinsey and NID. While this is going on, Sam's bomb is deployed on a planet with trace amounts of Naquita. Against her and Daniel Jackson's protests, the bomb is set up, which creates a chain reaction title, destroying the planet and keeping the Stargate open for a little longer than the 38-minute window. Between Mayborn and Jack's leverage and Bauer's mess-up, General Hammond is reinstated and Mayborn escapes to, as the country song goes, some beach somewhere. <laughs> so what do you think of this one, Victor? I like it. I mean, it's a Mayborn episode. Uh, I think it's no secret that Mayborn is one of my favorite characters in the show, especially when he's paired up with, with Jack and they get to, they get to do their thing and have a buddy episode. Mm. Um, I think the chain reaction could just as easily apply to the sequence of events that Jack sets in motion when he visits Mayborn in prison, try to get information to, to reinstate General Hammond. Of course, Mayborn says, you have to break me out. Quid pro quo, uh, quid pro quo, Jack, quid pro quo, as the saying goes. And, um, and then it escalates from there. You know, Mayborn tries his, his, uh, hacking. He, he's obviously watched kids guide to the internet. Um, <laughs> And uh, from there, we, we get to revisit an, an old uh, frenemy, uh, Senator Kinsey. So, mm. yeah, I like this episode a, a lot for for an Earthbound episode. Um, I know they had to have the stuff going on at the SGC to give nominally Sam, Daniel, and Teal'c something to do. Uh, they don't really they don't really do that much. The crisis at the SGC is kind of resolved without any of their help. Um, it's just a big "I told you so" moment. But the Jack and Mayborn uh, is the real crux of this episode, and it's very good. Well, I'll disagree with you on the SGC part, but we'll talk about that <laughs> yeah. as we're going along. Um, and how about you, Lisa? Uh, I was going to call it a Hammond episode because mm. 
as much as I love Mayborn, and I do, we, we finally get an episode that really kind of touches more on Hammond and gives him a backstory, tells us who he is as a person, obviously family man, uh, you know, does what's right by his family and steps, out, steps down to protect them. And so I really I liked that for Donis Davis, for him to mm-hmm. kind of shine. And uh, I, I agree with Victor in that I love Mayborn and Jack together. They're, yeah. I mean, they, they just have such a great uh, chemistry, we'll call it. Mm-hmm. And that uh, Kinsey being the villain you love to hate. So him popping up is kind of nice. Um, but I, I'm with you, Father Corey, I think, in that I, the, what's going on at the SGC was, was kind of interesting. And I thought I liked the way they did it in order to give them something to do. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, you should just ship them off world. So, uh, you know, got a little snarky Daniel. You've got Carter arguing with a general, you know, and then Tilk being Tilk. So, Tilk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll disagree with that. I'll, I think the, the, the SGC plot was, was we'll, we'll talk poorly about conceived we'll and poorly we'll executed. <laughs> yeah. We'll get there. No, I, 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 I'm more along the yeah. line, Lisa. I mean, I, I agree with both of you. This is, this is a good episode. This is one of the more enjoyable ones, um, especially for a plot development episode. I mean, because this is, mm-hmm. you know, this is kind of a, a, you know, trying to develop more of the plot of what of the, the politics of what's going here on Earth, which, you know, they, they don't do a lot of, but they've, they're starting to do here. You know, and of course, in later seasons, we see a lot more of that. Um, so for a plot development episode, yeah, and this is... Uh, uh, you know, as, as you both said, this is the first uh, Jack and May- Mayborn bromance episode, yeah. like real, just <laughs> yeah. those two. And there's so many more after this. Um, and, and Mayborn is starting to come in his own as a character, too. You know, he's starting to pull out the snark. He's starting to pull out the, you know, the, the who he is and get to see all the, the uh, secret spy stuff that he's been doing. So, yeah, it's and. and and since since we've talked about, it, I'm just going to bring up the you know the SGC plot. For me, that kind of shows what Kinsey and his buddies were trying to do, and that's mm-hmm. why it's important. Not so much because it is this really interesting, you know. Yeah, it's it's ten minutes of a 45 minute episode. It really is, but it's still important, you know. Insofar as this, you know, again, the first time where we see NID directly moving against SGC you know, directly moving against them to uh, take Hammond out of command, which does happen again later. We get Elizabeth Ware in command eventually, among other positions, other people. Mm-hmm. they trying to do that. So that that's kind of the interesting part. And then, of course, you know, you get to see how, of course, you know, SG-1 is is the smartest ones in the bunch. And, and, and they completely to- go along with General Bauer's plans at no time does any of them attempt to sabotage what they know is a bad plan Creating an aqua-infused nuclear reactor, Sergeant Siler goes along with it. Walter goes <laughs> along with it. Sam goes along with it. Daniel goes along with it. Tilk doesn't stop it. You know, Tilk gets two lines in this episode. One of them is very funny. The other is just uh, exposition. But it really goes to show that, like, you know, without Jack, SG One, I don't know, he's the backbone of the group. None of them stood up to General Bauer. All there standing up was at the end, and it was just, "I told you so." You know, at yeah. the end and stuff. Nobody like Sergeant Siler is there deploying the nuke. Walter's in the background going like, 
just following orders here. You know, <laughs> yeah. Let, and, let me introduce you to this thing called the chain of command. Chain of, yeah. If if your your rank is here on the sleeve in the Air Force. <laughs> You me, have no standing up to let me a gen- introduce, or colonel let me, or general. Let me introduce you to this thing called the Nuremberg Code, where I'm just following orders is no excuse for war crimes. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is a war crime now. Now, now we've Well, they blew up a planet. <laughs> they blew up a, uninhabited. a planet. There's well, no they don't life know. on it. They don't know. They only searched 50 miles out from the gate. For all they knew, there was a colony of, of people left behind when the Gould abandoned their mining colony. It could have been another... You know, Abydos or something that they just blew up and could turn into a molten hot ball of plasma, this entire alien civilization <laughs> full of humans from Earth. I mean, they don't know. It's a war crime they committed. <laughs> and they're all complicit in it. SG opposition. Carter registered her opposition and the general said, I'm the general, shut up and do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she so, followed orders and did and delivered well, him yeah. the bomb that blew up a planet. She didn't resign. Daniel didn't resign. Tilk didn't resign. Walter didn't resign. Sergeant Siler didn't resign. Nobody resigned. They were all complicit in war crimes. So, in other words, you wanted this to be the last episode of the, the series. Well, they could have started their own, like, little private, like, SG-1. They could have been, like, <laughs> like MacGyver. They could have joined the Phoenix Foundation. They, they could have gone over to NID. Oh, I mean, wait, yeah. there you go. Uh, it would have been more interesting that way. Got, went and grabbed the Russian... I mean, the, the big climax, we, we'll get back to the Mabor and Jack stuff because that's the interesting part. But the whole <laughs> climax of this is like, oh, no, we've just dialed into this molten hot ball of plasma and it's going to burn through the iris and irradiate the mountain and then the earth. And then it's like, but maybe the gate will shut down at 38 minutes. Oh, no, the gate didn't shut down at 38 minutes. What are we going to do? Oh, the gate shut down at 38 minutes and like 30 seconds. That's the resolution. <laughs> Nobody does anything to solve the problem. The gate just shuts itself off. So not only are SG-1 and the entire SGC complicit in a war crime, they don't do anything to fix it. It just happens to be a fluke <laughs> that the gate shuts off at the end. Anyways, that's sure. my thought on the uh, SGC portion of this. So anyways, now, now that you know, people stop listening because of... No, no it's true. <laughs> Everything I've said is true. From a certain point of view. Yeah. <laughs> Contrary to his opinion. No, yeah. it... it I, I mean, I agree with you, the whole Nuremberg thing. And, and by the way, when I was there for someone actually tried to throw that at me when I caught a officer putting a virus on his computer. But, well, you know, <laughs> Nuremberg says that you're not supposed to just follow orders. It's like, uh, dude, you just got caught putting unlicensed software on a computer and gave it a virus. Yeah, you don't have any room to talk here. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> LimeWire, I mean, LimeWire was everywhere, though. I mean, oh, no, this wasn't LimeWire. Actually, <laughs> okay. it was, of all things, it was Microsoft Project. You remember that? Oh, wow. Yeah. And he brought it, he he brought it like from home or something and he had gotten a virus on. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. Um, I will say that I, I, it is, it was an interesting plot that this is the first time that someone they've tried to, we'll call it weaponize the SGC in this way. So mm -hmm. I thought I I liked that because it was almost like alternate reality SGC. What happened if the evil people took over? And that yeah. SG-1 wasn't the favorites anymore. What what yeah. if, you know, they weren't, you know, because they're always the smartest people in the bunch and the most moral and the most whatever. And what if they weren't in control? Yeah. Yeah. And Lawrence Dane, very good as General Bauer, you know, someone who who comes in and tries to take control, but is clearly over their head. And we get to see him kind of like break down as the episode goes on yeah. until mm-hmm. he realizes he is in over his head. And you know, at the end, he says to Sam, like, for what it's worth, I'm sorry, just as, you know, he thinks he's doomed the earth to, 
you know, extreme radiation. Yeah. And then the gate yep. shuts down on its own. But whatever. So yeah. Well, <laughs> he's so you know, smug though. Yeah. He's like, well, You're very good in the role. My yeah. my advisors have said this, and of course Carter is the expert, number mm-hmm. one expert on the gate and everything. And she's like, who? And he's like, you don't need to know. <laughs> yeah. The other top people, people have studied yeah. this. Top. <laughs> But, but when he's introduced, like you first think, oh, he's going to be cool because he's hanging out in Carter's lab, right? And Carter yeah. makes the thing about, gosh, he must really be like a bureaucrat or something. And he's like, or a politician, come on into your lab. I want to show you some things, you know? And then it's like, I want you to build a doomsday machine. Yeah. And she's like, okay, I will do that because I'm a good soldier. Well, yeah. That's yeah. not uh, what she it, said. And by the, by the way, yeah. Lawrence Dean, according to the wiki, was originally a, a possibility for General Hammond. Ah, he was yeah. originally uh, auditioned for General Hammond, yeah. and sadly, he died um, March 21st of this year. So keep him in, oh. you know, yeah, in his family in your yeah. prayers. Yeah. Very good. Very so, good actor. Very, very good actor. Mm-hmm. No, it, it's, it's hard to know, imagine he, someone else other than Donis Davis, though, being Hammond, right? I know, right? It's just that, that he, he built that character. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, you know, you, think, of, think of Hammond in Children of the Gods. He's mm-hmm. not the, you know, the, the teddy bear general we, we have grown to love. He was a lot like this character originally. Right. Yeah. You know, he, and he was kind of a, a hard ass for a while. Yeah. I wonder if it's, if Don S. Davis, like some of his real personality, you know, it's kind of like the, the way the characters evolve mm-hmm. over the years. Yeah. If it was almost like, cause he just seems like that kind of a person, that warm, yeah. fuzzy, caring in my mind, you know, warm, He's, fuzzy, caring person. And it kind of came out yeah. in general I mean, you see that in other roles that he, he was in as mm-hmm. well he always kind of had that that per- he was never like the you know dictator type personality or anything like that he was always a you know humorous and you know kind of fun person yeah and, and there's a line he sneaks in here where you know he's he's granted at this point he's still trying to lead jack away from from the truth but he's he says at one point you know this was just supposed to, you know the stargate was was deactivated when i took this post and this was, mm-hmm. you know, it'd been deactivated mm-hmm. for a year. He's like, this was just supposed to be another easy assignment on the way to retirement. And you don't know yeah. if that's true, but you can kind of see that, you know, maybe it started out that way. But then once, mm-hmm. you know, once he got Jack back in and the SGC started going on missions, it changed. But that really is good insight into Hammond's character that, yeah, maybe maybe he was like just, you know, one or two assignments away from retiring. And this was, you know, just babysit this this thing in a base until, you know, for the next few mm-hmm. years and then you get to retire. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and. Jack points out, so is he. Yeah, yeah, and and he says that he'd never seen someone who loves their job as much as Hammond. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I I liked that line. I liked I liked the character development of Hammond for this. It was good. Yep. Yeah. No. And then and of course we you know we we do see NID being NID and doing all kinds of you know things like you know I mean but could you imagine that where they you know they show up in a you know black SUV and the 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 daughters his granddaughters are taken in and. They go for a little cruise. Maybe they go get some ice cream and then drop them off at home and kind of say, oh, let, make sure your grandfather know that we gave you a ride home. Yeah. Yeah. No. You know, that's uh, that would be really, really creepy. Yeah. That, that, I mean, definitely sends a warning signal, doesn't it? Yeah. 
step down or else. Okay, I'm yeah. done. You know, I don't blame it would have been It would have been cooler if we'd gotten like uh, General Hammond, like Neil, Liam Neeson and Taken being like, I have a certain set of skills. I will find you. And then, I, <laughs> and then Hammond, like action Hammond. And then he's just like knocking down doors and like you know, roughing people up. That would have been cool. But that it's not the episode. That would have been a completely different episode. <laughs> we, we get Jack kind of doing it. And mm-hmm. what, what I like about this, and we saw a little bit of this, and the last time we saw Mayborn was was Watergate, but mm-hmm. Mayborn yep. is really starting to respect Jack. Like, oh, yeah. when, when Jack pulls yeah. a gun on Kinsey, and, and we'll talk about how Kinsey comes into this a little bit more, like, you know, Mayborn's like, what are you doing, Jack? And it's like partly like, like are you crazy? It's, it's partly like, yeah, it's admiration, yeah. too. <laughs> and then and then at the end, Jack's like, you know, you could have escaped from me at any time. And, and Mayborn's like, ah, you put yourself out there with the president. And plus, you know, you're 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 too good. You would have stopped me. You know, and you can kind of sense for the first time that he actually is believe like believes that a little bit too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think was... partially he wanted to see how far Jack would go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and that's the we... chain reaction is, is basically mm-hmm. like it's, it's one thing leads to another mm-hmm. until Jack is pulling a, 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 a firearm, a, a, a not waving, pointing a, a gun <laughs> at, <Yes>. uh, <laughs> at, uh, at a sitting Senator and I was wondering too. I was like, "Gosh, you know who? You know, bow tie and like kind of sl- like slimy and like a little daft. Like, who is who is Senator K- Kinsey based on? Like, which nineteen nineties senator is he modeled after?" And then I realized he was modeled after all of them. Like, yeah. pretty much every senator. They were still are to a large degree indistinguishable. You know, yeah. every, every senator um, is, is Senator Kinsey. I think His so. Poor wife. Well, yeah. well. Like at first I'm watching this and like, you know, I'm Starsky, I'm Hutch. La, 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 la. Oh, how is Starsky and Hutch doing? Oh, that's an old TV show. And she goes, really? It is. And, yeah. and you're like, yeah. gosh, gosh, her, his wife like seems really ditzy. And then you realize that she's the one who called the NID strike force because yep. like as, as Kinsey's going upstairs, she's totally like, mm, something's not right. She's, yeah, she, well, gets- she gives a look, she gives a look as they go upstairs and she's like, Hmm. And then Jack even says, Oh, who, who called the, uh, the goon squad was that your wife and and you realize oh yeah she was just playing dumb yeah you know i totally yeah. missed it because i was yeah, like exactly. man that's, yeah it was a good it was a good character yeah. for a senator's wife <laughs> yeah it was yeah. pretty good pretty good character work there where you, where you well, show don't tell yeah well mm-hmm. and it, it it shows too that kinsey isn't just he isn't just putting his you know senator front his politician front on for his family as well they're yeah. involved with it as mm-hmm. well so they know everything yeah. that's going on or likely know much of what's going on anyways what you know, corrupt so. politicians have corrupt families what yeah Stop it. yeah right <laughs> it's been course, known you know, to happen the, the, the great ronnie cox playing him <laughs> right. i mean such a great actor yeah and the way we he get him again next them. week oh really cool yeah yeah 2010 oh yeah oh, he's in that I haven't seen that one in yeah. so long. Yeah. No, but no, but I do like the way he's like stonewalling them. He's like, "What's this all about?" Like entertaining them, but it's still just like kind of dragging them along and stuff. I thought that was really, really mm-hmm. good. Yeah. You know, he did a really good job with that. Yeah. So we we got to get to it. We got to get to to Mayborn and his elite computer hacking skills. <laughs> Hands on, on his keys. on the 1990s internet. And by the way, did you happen to notice that the the of course, you know, yes. being a computer geek, the title bar, or the, the address bar yeah. was file colon slash slash C slash whatever. And it's just like, oh, they didn't even set up like a, a server or anything like that. They just literally put it somewhere on the no. hard drive and hit go to this page. Yeah. And and by this point, I think this is 2000. Um, yep. I think VictorLambs.com had been active for at least a year or two at this point. <laughs> well, 
Well, so. here's the, the, the funny part is those who have done any kind of, you know, networking or server or even just hosting a web page, you know that you can do things that you could have a local address. It's not even, you yeah. don't have to register, you know, www. Was it Fundorama or whatever the. Findorama.net. Yes. Findorama.net. You could do it so it's all local and you don't have to, you know, it doesn't cost yeah. anything. And that's, I guarantee you, that's what they do on, on shows now. If they actually show a web address, that's how they yeah. do it. Assuming unless, it's not just all. Unless fakes. you're Doctor Who, because I remember Doctor Who in the David Tennant era, they would actually host websites with every website yep. you saw in the show would be an actual website you could go to. But yes. this isn't the first time in Stargate. There was another one where Sam went on the uh, the Internet or something and tried to. I don't know if it was yeah. in the Crystals episode. It was around that one. And it was another C, you know, it was another web page hosted on the C drive of the of the computer. But whatever computer was showing the display. Yeah. Do you yeah. think yeah, that maybe uh, the quality of the screen wasn't they, they didn't assume anyone would actually be able to read it? The, the other n- knew that there was a difference. Let's be honest. The the other headcanon I can come up with is maybe the page that decrypt that had like the login script was running was supposed to run locally on mm. his PC, and then there were like webhooks or like you know something that connected to the internet from there. But I think it was really not that. Well, I mean that's that's they do kind yeah. of say that where the you know the encryption software or decryption software was on yeah. his PC. That's why they had to use it instead of going to like a library mm. or something like that. But yeah, that's that's not why they did it. They they did it that way because it was easier than setting up like a fake DNS or whatever, or even doing like Doctor Who, where they did set up web pages. Yeah, they, you know, phone. There were phone numbers. Doctor Who's done that too with phone numbers, where they recently had a uh, episode. Um, no, it wasn't Doctor Who. Excuse me, it was uh, Picard, Star Trek oh, really? Picard, where Q three uh, D printed a business card on you know on somebody's three D printer. And there was a phone number on it. And if you call that, called that phone number, I don't know if it's still current. You actually had, you know, thank you for calling the Q continuum. You know, we're, we're not, we, we're not going to bother answering you puny mortals, you know, something like that. And it was John Delancey doing the, the voice. Oh, that's so fine. other shows have done that where they've actually set up real world things that they've then used in the show. Yeah. Stargate to its, to its credit, maybe has never done that. Yeah. I don't think they ever have. Like, they've never had, like, 3D glasses that you get at Taco Bell to, like, watch a 3D episode like some other shows have done or anything like that. <laughs> but was that a Buffy thing or no? Oh, it, was a, it was a Chuck thing. But, yeah. Or no. That was a Subway. Yeah, it was, it was Subway. Cause, uh, but, yeah. Chuck's another great show. <laughs> but, yeah. I like the, uh, you know, Mayborn goes to that, that apartment. Really nice apartment, actually. You know, for mm-hmm. an em- you know, it's an empty apartment, but really nice apartment. And oh, you're on the beer and mustard plan. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The beer and mustard plan. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it sets up uh, Mayborn's love of hot dogs and mustard Mm -hmm. in this episode, which which we see come back uh, in his next appearance, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah, because later on the episode, they're they're out there having a Coney Island dog, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Again, in this one, they get around the country without talking about how they're getting around the country. Yeah. Yeah, they went oh, from Colorado yeah. down to back to DC. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then Unless, wherever Kinsey was, which was what Maryland, that's, which I guess that's is DC or, area, yeah, yeah. Or Virginia or wherever. I guess I mean, unless Mayborn's prison and his safe house were both in Virginia. I'm guessing. I thought they said it was was it area. He was at Area 51 or not? Well, no, he made a reference mm. to his time running NID operations like that. Oh, okay. One out of Area 51, so his he could have been like in a federal prison. It could have been like in DC Gitmo or something or, or right, like right Virginia or something to, at that point. Yeah. Right yeah. close to Kinsey. 
that would make sense. But then, yeah, then Jack would, after visiting with General Hammond, they'd fly to D.C. and everything yeah. happens there. Because we, we know that, that Kinsey was in D.C. because he talked about how, you know, but what, what you have to do to, to survive in this town. And, of course, he's not talking about whatever mm. town he's, you know, representing. Yeah. True. You know, the state he's representing. He's talking about D.C. So. Yeah, I do. I do appreciate like just. I mean, Ronnie Cox, you you love to hate him, and this is this is actually I, I forget the name of the um where where he played Captain Jellico in Next Generation, mm-hmm. and it's another episode where like Picard is like pushed off to the side, just like Hammond's pushed off to the side. Only this time, it's Ronnie Cox that comes in as the captain that mm-hmm. takes over the Enterprise, and and in that one, he actually acts like honorably and and saves the saves yep. the day at the end. But but um, so it was kind of interesting to have Ronnie Cox in a in a similar type type yeah. type plot there but he's very good in this um the way he can pivot on a dime when jack calls the press because he knows that's his only way out um he makes a, it's very subtle but like when he realizes there's no way out he just picks up his phone and then ronnie cox walks out on his balcony and all the press is there and you realize oh jack mm-hmm. called him and told him that he was running for president yep. and the way he pivots like oh yeah well i didn't want it to come out this way but i just you know i love the people of this country blah 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 you know yeah he goes right into politician mm-hmm. mode mm-hmm. yeah right off the bat and, and speak, speaking of Ronnie Cox as, as Captain Jellicoe, uh, there's, there's been a report that the se- season three of Picard will fe- will include Admiral Jellicoe. Oh, really? He's so still... Ronnie Cox will be in that as the Admiral, which is going to realize... be cool. This is on me. I didn't realize he was still still around, but that's Yeah, excellent. he's still around. Yeah. He's, he's, he's getting older, but he's, he's still around. I think, he's, I think he's younger than Patrick Stewart, but that's not saying much. Oh. <laughs> Apparently he's on uh, Star Trek Prodigy as well. Oh, so is it Prodigy yeah. that he's on? Okay, yeah, that, that yeah. would actually make more sense because then it's it's animated. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, then it's not Picard. It, it's Prodigy because then it's yeah, Edward then Jellico. It's just... I don't know if it's the same Jellico or not. Yep. But, yep. Yep. So that's that'll be cool. I'm looking forward to that because again, he's such a good actor, and you know, he's got he's got the voice for it and everything. So yeah. Um. Yeah. So Mayborn and Jack are able to get the uh, information they need to. Um, basically keep themselves from getting killed by NID is really what ends up. Being. Yeah. <laughs> but get general Hammond reinstated and, and get out of there. I, I, I do love that though, where he called the press and they just kind of mm-hmm. walked out as the press is there. And all the NID guys are just like, yeah, we're just security. That's all we're doing. You know, <laughs> we're not here to kill anybody. Honest. Um, it didn't stop them from like following them down the road and killing them like a mile down the road. But no, nope. um, but yeah, <laughs> they have the three <laughs> and a half inch it- floppy disk. Yeah. You, you think about so it, they're funny. on video, they're on TV cameras, you know, yeah. walking out of the house. And in today's day and age. Yeah, if they show that, up dead, yeah. Well, that'd be all over the place saying, who are these random people who walked out the front door right as the press conference with, was starting? With the jello, yeah, we're with the, yeah, Jell- with the Kinsey, you know, yeah. Senator Kinsey had these guests and they walked out and left as he came out. Who right. was that? Point, yeah. But, uh. And then, you know, I, I love, uh, then I love Mayborn, you know, he, he's able, he makes a copy. And of course this, this is all done in like a, like a one paragraph dialogue. Yeah. Oh yeah. I made a copy of, I emailed a copy of the files to me and I used it to get into a minimum security prison, which I then just escaped from. And yeah. now I'm on some tropical paradise, yeah. you know, with, with, you know, a good looking woman and some drinks and mm-hmm. life is and a couple of margaritas and life is good. But yeah. we needed Mayborn to be free. We needed him to be able to pop back in and interact from time to time. Oh, yeah, I, which you I will. did read that that ending was a reference to Silence of the Lambs. Mm. There were two Silence of the Lambs uh, references. Yeah. And yeah. one was calling from Quid the pro island. Pro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. yeah. And plus you need like Mayborn dancing into the sunset is just a such a yeah. good image anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I was I was thinking he was tried and convicted of treason pretty darn quickly. Yeah. Because no. Watergate yeah. wasn't that long ago. Well, tried. Tried. Tried, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was that was it is that DC, was pretty quick. Yeah. I mean he, he they, they mentioned he's he's facing death sentence. And then yeah. well, maybe we could give you life, you know. Well, I'm well, just thinking he's... that's only been a few months. That's really fast. Yeah. And they want well, to disappear yeah. somebody. They can disappear somebody. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He mentioned yeah, that, he's lucky yeah. Jack was able to find him at all. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I did read something interesting is that the dog Oscar was oh, yeah. actually Richard Dean Anderson's dog. Oh, that's funny. Like his own dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I guess is if you're like the producer of a show, you could be like, oh, we need a dog. Let's just get my dog, you know? Yeah. And then, and then like, I'll just get to play with my dog on camera. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's what he did. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's a beautiful dog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So now do, do you want to hear the, uh, the Tilk's uh, song of lament? Cause he yeah. mentioned yeah. when uh, <laughs> a great warrior retires from the field of battle is customary to sing a song of lament. And I love he pauses. Everybody mm-hmm. looks kind of like true luck. Yeah. yeah. So now Everybody I want to hear kinda, it. Want, <laughs> Everybody kind of sucks in their breath when he says it's customary to sing. And he's like, yeah. Yep. Everybody's just kind of like, oh, no, here we go. And the audience, too, is like, oh, no, is he mm-hmm. going to sing like a Klingon song like Worf would always do? Yeah. Just like <laughs> ground every episode of Next Generation <laughs> to a halt whenever he would launch it to Mark Tashova, you know, it's like, <laughs> ah. but um. <laughs> Yeah, no. So that was the one funny line that, that Teal got. And the other one was just exposition where he's like, Major Wood is dead. Yeah. And yep. like, he is, he is now, yeah. we've gotten enough Naquita for your doomsday device that we are strangely not going to prevent in any way. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's so weird that this season... Tilk really has not been a major character, except last mm-hmm. episode that was all about Tilk. Right, except for his episodes, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, he says a couple of things. He just kind of stands there and, uh, okay. <laughs> well, even in this one, Daniel is just reduced to like exposition. You know, at some point he's like, oh, what is happening? Oh, I think this is happening. And then at the end, he yep. gets like one snarky comment against General yeah. Bauer. He's like, well, that didn't go as planned or something, did it? You know, and it's like, yeah, okay, very, very helpful, Daniel. Like, <laughs> go he translate something. reminded me something. of my son when he was a teenager. Yeah. Right? <laughs> was that the plan along blowing up the planet and then destroying Earth? No, Daniel, that was not the plan. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but I, I did like that he reassigned him. He's like, you know, a yeah. world-class archaeologist has no business being on the, what do you call it, the first team or off, whatever. The front line, yeah. yeah. Front line, yeah. that was it. And, and I'm like, yeah, that, make, that actually makes sense, right? That he should mm-hmm. be available on call, doing research, consulting with all the teams, you know. And then, and then- Carter, the kind of the same thing. If she's mm-hmm. the expert in all these things. There's lots of stuff she could be doing back at the base. So I did think it was interesting that they went that direction with it because yeah. that would, if somebody else came in, that's probably what they would do. Well, it's, you know, especially for the, the team that's going to most likely go into firefights, you know, again, as we see at the beginning of this episode, mm-hmm. it's like, no, you want to keep them safe. And then once, once they know the planet's safe, then they can, then Daniel can go in and start digging and trying to read things. Right. And, Sam can go check out the technology they find and things like that. Um, you know, I I, kind of think about it. It's like, you know, the star Trek falls into this trap. It's always the, Oh, the captain has to go on the away team. The first officer has to go on the away team. No, you send the lower deckers. They're expendable. 
You yeah. send the ones that can get killed and you, you don't have to worry about change of command ceremonies, you know, stuff well, like that. Think, think about how many SG teams have not come back. Yep. So, and you, the, it was a nice scene when they were waiting for the general to come in and, you know, Jack's the one telling everybody, you know, attention and senior officer. Yeah. 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 And it just kind of reiterates, reminds you that he is the senior officer besides the general mm-hmm. at the base. And then you think, and he's the one constantly under fire and front lines and all yeah. of that. So yeah, he, he would, he'd be the you know squadron commander or the the, the vice commander or something like that. You know, yeah. instead of a you know, the guy out there fighting. If if this was real Air Force, but right. and none of that happens because of the show. I mean, obviously, but yeah. But it, I just again, I thought it was a little kind of a nice reminder of their roles and who they are and mm-hmm. what what could happen. If, it, if they weren't protected by Hammond. Yeah. Jack was very insubordinate to General yeah. Bauer, though. I do recognize that. I do know enough about like, chain of command and military to know. You can't yeah. talk like that. Yeah. You know, that, that being said, sometimes it needs to be done, even if it's going to get you in trouble, like you said. Yeah. But yeah, it's no, he was. And, and, and as, you know, as Bauer says, you know, Hammond gave you a lot of leeway. I'm not. You know, mm-hmm. and it's in, and of course that for most officers that are most in the military would be like, yes, sir. Understood, sir. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and that's kind of like mirrored at the end when, when general Hammond, like, you know, stone faced general Hammond finally again breaks, you know, the wall and is laughing and says, so what do I owe you for all this Jack? And Jack says, oh, just your continued, you know, leeway, patience and understanding, mm-hmm. sir. And yeah. so just be yourself basically. And so, yeah, yeah. We, he does recognize that. Yeah. You know. He works very well with General Hammond because General yeah. Hammond affords him certain, um, yeah, patience mm-hmm. and understanding. Well, and I did like the the line at the end too about you know, and someday you may have to buy back my soul. Right. Oh, Brody. Jack loved it. He loved oh, pulling yeah. that gun on Senator Kinsey. Like I never got <laughs> we, and this may be just as Richard Dean Anderson's like range as an actor. We never got. I never, you know. I don't think there's been an episode of SG One where like I've I've like watched Colonel O'Neill and said. Oh, Colonel O'Neill is really like having some some doubts or, you know, inner conflicts about what he's doing. He's very conflicted mm-hmm. and he's not sure if he's on the right. That's just not his character at all. Like, you don't no. want. Yeah. I, I got yeah. one time he was conflicted about Lara in 100 days. Just saying. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not conflicted enough to like stick around on her planet for yeah. more than a few seconds the next time he went there. But exactly. But he figured um, it out. Yeah. <laughs> And not conflicted enough to make sure that he didn't leave a child behind. Yeah. 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 But he, he did hesitate for a little bit. Yeah. I yeah. did. Uh, I, I thought it was nice that Mayborn kind of reminded us that uh, Jack was black ops. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so for him acting all squeamish, like, oh, I can't believe NID does these things or people are, you know, I might have to. Yeah. That was a nice little reminder. Like, Wait. You got blood on your hands too, buddy boy. Yeah. yeah. Didn't you replay that incident in East Germany like a hundred times a few years ago when the gamekeeper had you wired wired into his pot? Yeah. <laughs> and you saw your your squadron all die. Except yeah. for Kowalski, and then you watched him die again. And again. Yeah. And again. Yeah. So speaking of German, do we have some uh titles? Oh yes, we we do indeed. Uh one moment. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, all the foreign titles, not very exciting. They were all, um, they're all uh, chain reaction, believe it or not. So I guess that is a common phrase 
in any mm-hmm. language. So Chain Reaction is the uh, international mm-hmm. language there. It's also a great uh, jazz fusion song by the Crusaders, if you if you have a chance to listen to that. <laughs> um, yeah, German, Kettenreaktion, Chain Reaction. Not not a lot of, uh, you know, we have a Russian one uh, uh, up for the first time. Sebnaja Reaktia, which is Russian cool. Chain Reaction. Um, <laughs> Italian, Riazone a Catena. Uh, Spanish, again, reacción and cadena, and then Hungarian, lancreaccio. I'm doing if I know my Hungarian correctly. So it's all chain reaction, <laughs> but any way you any way you slice it, it spells great Jack and Mayborn action. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and war crimes on the part of the SGC. <laughs> Uh, very good. So anything else from either of you or, um, no, uh, like, like I said, um, it's, it's really a treat to see, to see Mayborn in action. Um, the, the computer scenes again, were were a little dated, but at least the dialogue uh, surrounding them wasn't completely embarrassing. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, it was just, a, it was just a very fun, fun episode. Um, we'll see Jack and Mayborn in action uh, again. And it's always, it's always a delight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked that we learned a whole lot more about the NID and mm. how much power they actually wield and mm-hmm. that what they can do if they want to. And uh, it was it was nice uh, earthbound episode with uh, lots of fun from Jack and Mayborn. So, yeah. I like that. Oh, very good. Very good. We'd like to take a moment now to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of Stargate, including Ross H., Claire P., Andrew V., Paul D., and Mario L. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of Stargate in all our shows here at StarQuest. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. Be sure to follow this show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or the other great podcast apps. Not the bad podcast apps the great podcast apps we're also on youtube at youtube.com slash starquest media where you can watch our recording or the video of our recordings also share the shows we want to grow our audience and it's through your help by sharing these shows that we are able to do that to find the previous episodes of secrets of stargate and send feedback please visit sqpn.com slash stargate our email for feedback is stargate at sqpn.com Follow StarQuest on social media at facebook.com slash starquestmedia or on Twitter at SQPN. We'll be back next time when we'll be discussing 2010, the next episode of SG-1, a great episode. Yay. Mm-hmm. Until then, Lisa Jones, thank you for joining me and sharing the secrets of Stargate. Thanks, Father Corey. And Victor Lambs, thank you as well. Thanks, Father Corey. And do you really want to play in my sandbox, Jack? That just sounds wrong. Even yeah. way this hey, he said hey. it. The other one was uh, getting a little dirty for you, Mayborn. <laughs> <laughs> and once again, I'm Father Corey Stika. Thank you for listening to the Secrets of Stargate on StarQuest. Anyway, I'm sorry, but that just happens to be how I feel about it. What do you think? <laughs>